the, the rewiring of the brain happens with intention. It can happen passively. It happens passively every day. We're learning something. Oh, we created a new circuit. It's that simple. We're doing it every single day. But if you want to change something that exists, we need to take an active attention, active attention, active form of changing and reshaping these neural circuits. That's the voice of Dr. Elsa Wagdi, or Dr. E as I like to call her. Dr. E is first of all an amazing human, and she is a five times board certified doctor who works with the mind and body to support true healing from all kinds of chronic disease and psychological conditions. Today on Living Big Mindfully, we are exploring disease, mental health, true wellness, and the importance of getting to and healing the root cause of things. From start to finish, you will find a ton of actionable tips and strategies scattered throughout the show. Are you ready? Settle in, grab a pen and paper, and get ready to learn. We start off by chatting a little bit about stress and why chronic stress is at the root of 95% of our ailments. Dr. E helps us understand why all the herbs, supplements, and medications in the world will not help long-term if we are out of balance. And she talks about the mind and the body as a whole system and why balance and working through our wounds is so important. She talks about finding our intrinsic whys, uncovering our core beliefs, and learning to navigate discomfort. Plus, you will learn five no-cost things you can start today, including a powerful breathing technique to jumpstart your healing journey. And no surprise, Dr. E wraps it all up with some powerful sage advice. You know, the mind-body, body-mind connection is so powerful, more powerful than we can possibly imagine. And I do hope this conversation brings you a glimmer of hope and inspires you to take at least one step towards uncovering a healthier, happier you. And if you are struggling a little bit, please reach out to Dr. E. Her information is in the show notes. Or set up a no-cost discovery call with me. And let's explore your options and get you headed in the right direction. Also, remember to download your guide, 12 Ways to Calm Your Nervous System. That's my gift to you at no cost. Go to kchampionauthor.com backslash books. All right, let's welcome Dr. E. Welcome. I'm welcoming today Dr. Elsa Wagley. I'm so happy that you're here today. How are you? Oh, it's a pleasure to be here. I'm doing fantastic. It's Friday. It's December. I can't complain. My life is good. The listeners, I found you on Instagram and I connected with one of your posts. You said, and I'm going to probably butcher this, but something around that supplements, you can take basically all the supplements, herbs, vitamins are great, but yet they're not going to be effective unless if we are ignoring our internal sense of balance. And at that post really resonated with me. So I reached out and invited you on the show for a chat and we had a great pre-chat and we had a some conversation. And so I think this is going to be a treat for listeners today. Yeah. Excited. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, you know, and, and it's true. I don't think people realize just um, how much the mind is controlling the body. Right. And so the problem with supplements and, you know, all the nutraceuticals in general, whether they're vitamins, minerals, herbs, uh, even eating properly, none of this is actually going to get digested and actually appropriately absorbed to be processed and used in the body if the body is not in a state of receivership, essentially. And so, you know, it's it's a laughable comment. I get it a lot. But North America has the most expensive urine, the most expensive pee in the world because of the amount of supplements they take and just literally pee out. They're not absorbing it. Um, and wow. it's because they're also, you know, most people, the, stati- the statistics show us that about 70% of people, especially here, live under chronic stress. And so chronic stress, by definition, is 
anything that deviates homeostasis, which really means that narrow range the body's holding for all your systems to work appropriately. Right? So, and what is stress then? So stress is all negative emotions. All negative emotions are stress. Okay. Um, and then you also have, you know, physical stressors, which are things like a broken limb or, you know, some kind of physical injury. You also have chemical stressors with pollutants, um, you know, toxins. And then you have emotional stress, which is what, you know, people understand as, you know, psychological stress, what's in your mind. But the truth is even the physiological or the, the physical and the chemical stressors also induce an emotional stress. There is no getting around that, right? Because it's, it's, an, it's an automatic response in the body to activate that sympathetic nervous system. It engages the fight or flight mechanism in the body, right? Which is good from an evolutionary perspective of, you know, I see a, a tiger and now I have to run or fight so I don't die. Okay, that's fantastic. But we're no longer in that tribal situation. We rarely encounter these types of dynamics nowadays. But the mind is so powerful that through thought alone, we will create stress in the body. And the mind and the brain do not differentiate between the reality outside of us versus what we're imagining in our heads or thinking about. It literally acts the exact same way. It takes yeah. the exact same procedures in the physiological body. So the response yeah. is the same. So when you're constantly thinking about my mortgage, how am I going to pay this bill? What do I have to do next? This long list of things I've got to do. You're, you're always now in that chronic stress state. You're always in that fight or flight mode. And so you dysregulate your entire body. Yeah. You dysregulate all your systems. And now over time, it becomes a chronic issue and you will eventually lead to physical disease because your body doesn't have time to heal. It doesn't have time to repair itself when it's always in fight or flight. Fight or flight acts like a hospital triage system, right? It basically puts your body, the physical body first. It's thinking, it's thinking as it did hundreds of thousands of years ago that there's a tiger or something chasing you. You're in imminent threat. Your body is imminently at a state of threat. So we've got to run, we've got to fight, so we can try to save that body because what's the point of me trying to heal your gastrointestinal issues if you don't have your limbs, right? You're not <laughs> that. So the body is actually quite intelligent. It has innate intelligence. It triages its own self. But over time, if it's constantly doing that, then yes, you're going to fall out of, out of health, essentially. Yeah. Chronic stress is the cause, the root cause of 95% of chronic diseases. So and by definition, a chronic disease is something that does not go away with time, right? So an acute disease or an acute illness are things like colds and flus, you know, even an injury, right? Those are all acute. They'll go away. They'll heal with a few, you know, within a few weeks or so. Yeah. But a chronic disease is things like, you know, all the cardiovascular issues, the heart disease, right? Um, any type of metabolic syndrome, so diabetes, insulin issues, um, you know, as well as Parkinson's, MLS, ALS, you know, mm -hmm. all of these are by definition a chronic disease. Uh -huh. And the funny thing is the research actually tells us quite clearly that all people who have some type of chronic disease have a component of severe mental health issues. Mm -hmm. Sometimes though, they've gotten so accustomed to being in a state of stress that they no longer actually recognize what that is anymore. Because if you've been in a state of stress since let's say, you know, you've had really bad upbringing with, you know, not wonderful parent dynamics, uh, which most people have some kind, right? right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then, you know, your adolescence is a little bit turbulent and now you're carrying that through in your life. You really, one, did not build a foundation to understand healthy dynamics in the first place. Okay. So how are you going to know anything different? That is your only baseline. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And if, if you've had a wonderful childhood, but then you've had a severe trauma, let's say you're a veteran, right? And now you have some PTSD, your body's now dysregulated from there because you, you know, you can't, you haven't taken that 
those memories really and processed them and understood them and integrated them back integrated. into your I love that word, integrated. Yeah, yeah. I love that word. Mm-hmm. And so now you, you're in a state of chronic stress. Your body is completely running on fight or flight. And fight or flight literally shuts off the digestive system. That is one of its first and immediate responses, which is why when people complain about, you know, especially IBS being the most common thing, people saying they don't have a root cause, the root cause is chronic stress. That is the root cause of IBS. And the reason is quite simple. You know, you the body shuts down the gastrointestinal system. So now anything that's in your gut, in your stomach, in your intestines is being flushed out. So that's why you get the cramping sometimes, the nausea, you're mm-hmm. vomiting or you're going to the washroom immediately and you can't stop, right? That yeah. literally means though, your body is not digesting anything and it's certainly not absorbing anything. You're flushing it out. Mm-hmm. And that is the extreme side of the spectrum of chronic stress is IBS. And then obviously all the chronic diseases that follow, right? But that also tells you that if you're not absorbing anything, then why take the supplements? What's the point? You're literally flushing your money away. That's what I'm thinking, right? That's what I'm thinking, right? So if the gut isn't isn't absorbing, you're literally just going right through the right yeah. through the body. Right Which is why you know people with IBS or people who are very very stressed out, right? They'll eat something or drink something, and what's their immediate reaction? Oh my gosh, I need where's the washroom? Right, I need to go to the bathroom. Yeah, and that is not normal, right? So the gastrointestinal system has specific functions with specific timing, whether it's in your stomach, your small intestine, or your large intestine. They each have their own time variable to process and do their own, you know, thing really, right? So if you're eating or drinking something and within minutes, you've got to go to the washroom, that tells Mm -hmm. you nothing happened. It just literally went right through you. Yeah. Right? And this is the problem with chronic stress, right? So over time, like I said, you will end up with physical disease. It's impossible not to. Mm -hmm. But you're also flushing your money away. So I absolutely love naturopaths. You know, I'm a doctor of natural medicine and integrative medicine, but I I cannot tell you to just take these supplements and these herbs without actually dealing with what is going on in your mind, particularly at a subconscious level. Because if you've been in a state of stress your whole life, we literally need to rewire your brain. Yeah. We need to create a new map. Yeah. And we need to calm down the physical body. So there's, you know, breath work, meditations, all of these things, self-hypnosis, all of that will work. It's really just to get your, your mind to quiet down enough so that it goes into that parasympathetic nervous system. Mm-hmm. That's where we rest, digest, heal. Mm-hmm. That's that job. It's the, the opposite of the sympathetic nervous system. Mm-hmm. And while people want to say it's, you know, an automatic response, yes, it's an automatic response, but you do have control over your autonomic nervous system. We once thought we couldn't, we now know differently. Yeah. So give me some examples. I mean, there's so much, so much I want to kind of touch on there, but yeah, we, we do have some control. Give me some examples of some control, some things that we do have control over with regard to how we can begin to kind of regulate that nervous system. And when I talk about the nervous system, I want to be clear, I'm talking about brain, spinal cord, and every, all the nerves and fibers, et cetera, that kind of come radiate yes. out from that all the way to our fingers, Absolutely. all the way to the toes. So it's a whole body organ, right? This Absolutely. System. So give me some examples about how we might be able to start to regulate our nervous system. So for people to start, you can start with something very simple. And I often, you know, I teach this to basically everybody because, <clears throat> yes, the central nervous system is kind of the hub. You know, and the brain is the basically acts like the CEO of all the organs in the body. Okay. And it's connected to your mind, right? So one of the easiest ways to start to regulate yourself and calm down, but also change the physiology of the body at the same time is to activate the vagus nerve. So the vagus nerve is your longest nerve in the body connecting from the brainstem down into every single organ. It touches all of them. And it is the most powerful nerve. All right. The vagus literally means wandering. It's a wandering nerve, right? So mm-hmm. it, and that's because it is the longest one and it touches every organ in your body. So 
a lot of people who are in chronic stress will have a very inflamed vagus nerve, mm. which is part of the reason why they're in that state of, you know, everything's just shutting down or malfunctioning, right? Because it's been in sympathetic too long. So one of the easiest way is to do what we naturally do. We naturally have to breathe. There is no getting around that. There is no exception. We breathe to stay alive, right? So yeah. what I ask people to do is breathe with intention, okay? You're going to breathe anyway. Now I'm just going to ask you for a few minutes a day, breathe with intention, okay? Which very much looks like a hum, okay? So I call it the humming breath. Okay. Humming always activates the vagus nerve, which is also why kids have a natural tendency to hum a lot when they're young because mm. they have not dysregulated their nervous system. They know. And like I said, that the body does have innate intelligence. Every single cell has innate intelligence, right? Mm. And so it knows what to do when we don't interfere and we interfere with our thoughts and our mind, right? All the time. But with kids, they still haven't developed that, especially young kids. They haven't developed that capacity to forecast and worry. And so they, they naturally listen to their body. When they feel something uneasy, they'll start to hum usually their favorite song or some random thing. And mm -hmm. then they recalibrate. No different now would it be for an adult to do so. So I tell people, hum your favorite song, a song that's upbeat, uplifting for you that has meaning that brings you peace or, or joy or happiness. Nothing that's, you know, all mm -hmm. the hip, hip hop, you know, negative lyrics, things like that. We want to maintain positivity, but find a song and hum it, hum it while you're driving, hum it in the shower, hum. That will start to heal that vagus nerve. And it'll also start to regulate every other organ in the body and simultaneously send signals to the brain. Everything's okay. I'm not, I don't need the, the fight or flight mode. I'm good. Everything's safe. So you're engaging now that parasympathetic nervous system. Yes. So humming like this makes it fun too, right? So but simple. So it simple. is so simple. I like to give people as much free ways to heal as possible because we're bombarded by so many things now and it's yeah. just everything's expensive. There are apps for breathing. I'm like, why do you need an app to breathe? That seems to me a little bit ridiculous, quite frankly, because you breathe naturally. You were born breathing. It's we're something that's yeah, you, we're innately doing it. Why do you need an app to tell you how to breathe, right? And yeah. so the other one is called, it's something I call the humming breath. And the humming breath is similar to the physiological side, but it's actually much more powerful. So you take a big belly breath, you take a big inhale and expand your abdomen at the same time, and then take a little, another little mini one right after it, just mm -hmm. to really expand your alveoli and your lungs. All right. Mm -hmm. Hold it for a couple seconds and then you slowly and with control hum out the exhaler as mm -hmm. long as you can. Very controlled and slow. Do okay. it a couple times. You'll immediately shift. And for people who are in imminent, you know, that chronic stress because they're angry, you know, or frustrated, you'll feel tingles in your body. You might even get lightheaded. You might get nauseous. These are all normal signals because the body's literally, it's like going 200 miles an hour in a car and then slamming mm. on the Got it. So your body goes, oh, okay, well, that's a little harsh, but we need it, especially if you've been in chronic stress so long because we need to start teaching your mind, your brain, your body, how we have to train it to be back in that level of homeostasis right? Yeah. I'm back to calm. Yeah. So I want to do a bit of a timeout there. I want to go back and I want, you know, I want listeners to hear that again, by right? This, this humming breath and talk me through it. And I'm going to, I'm going to go and I'm you're going to do, do it. it. Perfect. Yeah. So let's, let's do it. Let's do it. So coach me, Dr. E. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. All right. So one of the important things is to always remember you breathe only through the nose, never through the mouth. At the You know, and it's funny, yes, I, I've seen the Wim Hof breaths and, you know, all mm -hmm. this stuff. And it has a place. But for most people, that's actually going to cause the opposite effect. If you're in anxiety or depression, more specifically anxiety or PTSD, you do not want to do the Wim Hof breath. Okay? Because when we breathe through the mouth, especially rapidly, mm -hmm. that is the fight or flight. You actually engage the sympathetic nervous system by breathing through the mouth. And especially breathing through the chest. It's a shallow thoracic breathing. 
So mm-hmm. it's important to remember, always breathe through the nose, keep your mouth closed, right? Mm-hmm. Try to have your spine erect, upright, mm-hmm. right? Close your eyes so that you go within. So the mind has no choice now. It's not distracted by everything outside of you. It goes within. Okay. And then what you're going to do, take a big inhale and expand your abdomen at the same time. A big inhale. And then take another mini inhale. Hold it for a couple seconds and slowly and with great control, hum it out. and see how you feel most people will get some kind of tingling especially if they're in that state of chronic stress if their body is not in parasympathetic engagement Uh you'll feel something within the body whether it's tingles like i said some people get nausea because now that again the gastrointestinal system is now activating again right Uh So you're literally forcing a shift in the physical body by doing this. And this is also, like I said, it's a very powerful breath, uh-huh. but it will immediately just ground you, stop, right? So use it. I teach it for people, you know, when I'm doing a marriage counseling or relationship counseling, I always tell people, if you're ever at a point where you're getting angry or frustrated or things are starting to heat up, as soon as you notice that, stop talking agree to stop talking immediately because nothing good will follow right and then disengage and go you know step outside maybe both of you just do the humming breath for a little bit and recalibrate and see how you feel yeah 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 super easy Yeah, I'm feeling I had a little thing before I came in today. So I had a little like little, um, I don't know, little anxiety in the solar plexus, you know, so I before mm-hmm. we logged on, I did some breath, I did some yes. staging and just like, whew, you know, I can feel it. I'm very aware of it. But that that is actually feeling a lot better right now. A lot better. Thank you. Yeah. You're absolutely and I, welcome. <laughs> and I love the fact that you say stop talking i mean yes. oh my gosh i mean i think we just talk so much there's so many words there's so much coming at us 27 it's just so stop talking go inside oh it's beautiful beautiful you know, you're right we do talk a lot um actually this is more of a western issue because in eastern countries they have a lot of downtime where they just want quiet they'll sit at peace right and just stay quiet Mm. People who tend to talk too much, right, uh, and cannot stay quiet, maybe can't even just sit and do nothing, mm. right? That is your biggest symptom that you are in a state of chronic stress, severe anxiety, likely PTSD, some trauma issues. There's stuff that you're basically, your subconscious is trying to bring up so we can actually process and integrate so that it goes away, but you keep shutting it down because you're too afraid. Really, that's what it is, is a fear of, oh my gosh, this is so, this is going to be so bad. I can't, I can't deal with this. I can't, I can't possibly feel these feelings. It's awful. You don't understand, you know, but the truth is there's no way around it. The only way to deal with trauma, pain, any of these negative issues, these negative mental states is to sit with it because you have to understand the message and your feelings are a message that is all they are they're a message that something needs you to you know you need to pay attention to something so we need to understand what it is if you don't listen the message does get louder and louder because the more you keep pushing it down the more you're staying in chronic stress just because you're not consciously aware of something does not mean your subconscious is not fully aware of what you're pushing aside And you will end up with a chronic disease. 95% of doctor visits, family physician visits are because of chronic stress issues. But they don't often tell you that, right? Uh, But that is the truth, right? And there is a lot of data, research, peer-reviewed articles that actually prove this. This is not something I'm just saying. 
this is known and well established. So we have to be comfortable with facing fear. And the, our biggest fear is ourselves. Is facing us. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Right. So yeah. we just, you have to just remain quiet, quiet down long enough to see what's actually happening, what's bubbling up in your head. Mm-hmm. Because that's what's going to happen once you don't have the distraction of talking or phones, movies, whatever, you know, cleaning, you know, people sometimes get, you know, I'm going to clean because I'm just annoyed, right? It's like, okay, well, calm down and just sit still and close your eyes and just be and see what starts to bubble up. Because as soon as you calm down and detach yourself from your external environment, Mm -hmm. your mind and brain will tell you exactly what needs you, you know, your attention right here, right now. And in that process, now we can integrate and heal. Without that, you really cannot. You can't. It just gets embedded in your body. And the confusing thing with a lot of people is people don't actually understand what emotions are. There's a Mm -hmm. lot of, you know, a lot of different explanations, but emotions are nothing more than a molecular message. It's a biological message so that you can feel in your body equal to how you're thinking and what you're thinking. So it's literally the messenger of your thoughts and thinking. And you may not be consciously aware of every thought because you have up to 80,000 thoughts in a day. So I guarantee you don't know everything you're thinking. Right. But your subconscious does, and it's constantly running. If you don't pay attention and quiet down to hear what your body is saying, you may never understand what your mind is saying at the subconscious level. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when I'm working with people in session, we, we do a lot of that. We do a lot of the kind of the verbal processing and then we do a pause, right? Okay, pause for a moment, kind of close your eyes if you're comfortable, kind of take that breath and kind of go inside and I invite people, you know, what are you noticing coming up? You know, what are you noticing? Like kind of thoughts, feelings, images, sensations, voices, um, and just inviting them, A, creating a little bit of space, but then inviting them to notice what's coming up. And I have to tell you, every time somebody kind of shares what's coming up, it's it's just so, there's so much wisdom there. I mean, that is their true what is that? That's the, their true self. Their true right? self. True, yeah. Right. Yeah. And you know, what is the ancient you know, wisdoms? You know, I, I'm a, you know, a Zen master. Um, and I have to say that, you know, all of the ancient, ancient spiritual practices basically understood this and said it all the time, which is why meditation is a key component of all spiritual practices, right? It's mm-hmm. really, you know, <laughs> The mind, I always explain it in a very easy way for people to try to understand. There's the you in your mind that's constantly talking and presenting images. And there's that narrative that doesn't stop. It's always there. You're talking, talking to yourself. But that's the thing. There's that version and there's the other version that's listening, right? There's another you, the one that's listening to all of this internal chatter. But there's also another one, which is more of the real you. And that's watching those two chatter and discuss oh it, you know? Yeah. So it's really a triangle. Yes. The two at the bottom, yeah. are the ones you need to control and tell them, Hey, now this is not yeah. appropriate discussion. Okay. I don't like what you're saying. This is not okay. Let's change the narrative. And that comes yeah. from the observer of those other two. I have to tell you, I, I'm, I am having like a total deja vu moment because I literally walked that, that triangle with people, right? This part, that part. And then there's a third part, right? There's the, you call it the observer. I call it the wise self, right? Yeah. That, that is kind of looking down, right? As a, um, on, on this, on these conversations, like a bird's eye view. And that's the one that gets to call the shots, right? That's the yes. one that's driving the bus, not, not these guys on this lower level. And if you can get to that, oh my gosh, that's just beautiful, right? If you can really begin to see that you're yeah. not your thoughts, 
not your feelings. And, you, and there's this self, big S self component. Oh my gosh. Yeah. But that's, yeah. And that's entirely accurate, right? You are not your thoughts. You are not your beliefs. You are most definitely not your emotions. You know, what you are is the one controlling all of those. You are the one who's going to control how you feel. And because nobody can make you feel any differently because I love it that. comes from you. It comes from how and what you're thinking, what you're telling yourself about whatever it is you're experiencing, whatever it is you see. The truth is nothing on this earth has inherent meaning. Nothing on this earth has inherent meaning. We assign symbols and create meaning around things. And as such, we tend to create associations as well. In the brain, we will connect associate associative parts, right? So, you know, we know what an apple is, but, you know, a red apple is what most people will come up conjure as an image when we say apple is a red apple. But there's also, you know, green apples, right? And there are some that are in between somewhere, right? That's association, <laughs> right? So, yeah. Nothing has inherent meaning. The reason you might be feeling whatever it is you're feeling is because of what you're thinking based on what you believe about what you just saw. So yeah. you're the only one who can control that cycle. Really, yeah. it's, you know, belief, thoughts, emotions, behavior. And that is somewhat a linear cycle. You can't mm -hmm. because it is your beliefs that drive what you think and how you think right? And then your thoughts will immediately, without your conscious awareness whatsoever, create molecules in your body, the biochemicals in the body coursing through the blood to allow you to feel equal to whatever it is you're thinking. To check yeah. in, really, it's the check-in, their messengers going, do you like how you feel? Is this good for you? Right? That's really what they're asking. And if you, the answer is yes, then by all means, continue thinking this way. If the answer is no, because you're angry or frustrated or sad or whatever the case may be, change uh -huh. what you're thinking. Change it. Uh -huh. Because uh -huh. from our emotional states, we behave and act, right? That's why it's a linear cycle. And so to change yeah. any one of them, you will change all of them. Right, right. Right. So starting with the thoughts, right? Starting, yeah. you know, that's, that's probably where you have the most control, right? That's where you, that's the access point, right? If you can catch, I call it that stinking thinking, right? You, if you can catch yeah. the stinking thing, the thinking that's not serving you, the big scary stories and all the rest of it that we can it all do, trust me. If you can catch that, right? And you can, and then you have a little bit of an opportunity to, to change that. And That's if you can exactly change that, then, the, then you get to change that whole trickle-down effect, right? What you're Absolutely. feeling, uh, so, and then how you're going to respond. Exactly. That's why I always tell people, it's not about, you know, trying to change your behavior. You know, behavioral psychology doesn't work. There, there's a reason for that. It's the end of the whole chain, right? We need to go further back in the chain. And yeah. trying to just change your emotions. How are you going to change molecules in your body? How are you going to change the biochemicals in your body? What is the trigger that releases that? That's your thoughts. So we start with the thoughts because it is absolutely the easiest one, right? But you need to calm down and go within long enough to understand what you're thinking. What See you them. Thinking? Yes. See them. Yes. Actually understand it. Sit there and go, okay, I'm thinking about this. You know, this person said this and the reason I'm angry is because I'm thinking this. Mm -hmm. It's not that they did anything. Because nobody else can hurt you ever, as long as you do not let it in. When you get a reaction, when you can trigger someone, it's literally because whatever you said is a belief they already hold about themselves or the situation uh, you just discussed. That's right. powerful. And that's people powerful. really, you know, because like, oh, you made me feel this way. No, I did not make you feel this way. You made yourself feel this way. I said something you have a belief about and it triggered a specific thought that made you feel this way. That's powerful. So if we That's want powerful. to resolve conflict, we need to understand our, our thoughts and our beliefs. When you understand your thoughts, now you have to go deeper and understand the belief driving them. That's yeah, how the you change the thought. 
Yeah. But you can follow the thread, right? Exactly. I like that. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Follow the thread. What what is that leading to? What's the story? What's the belief? What's exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And so it starts with the thoughts because it's the the easiest one we have access to. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, but from there, if you actually now want to change it because it's not serving you, Mm -hmm. now we need to know the belief driving that thought or that style of thinking. Mm -hmm. And these these come, you know, beliefs are a little bit trickier, right? Because you have core beliefs. The core beliefs are things that mostly are in your subconscious. You basically don't have a lot of conscious awareness of them anymore, especially as you get older. Mm -hmm. But these were basically installed in you like a program Mm -hmm. by the time you're seven to 10 years old. Mm -hmm. And they're prominently and predominantly, they come from your parents, first and foremost, or your caregivers. And then the school system will be your second one. Yeah. And after that, it's, you know, whatever interactions you have with other people. Yeah. So those are your core beliefs. So we need to really understand that, which is why it's important to understand the family dynamic when you were growing up. What were the beliefs like? What was the structure? Mm-hmm. Right? Dynamic, right? All of it. Mm-hmm. And then you have kind of intermediate beliefs and, you know, very shallow beliefs, right? And the intermediate and, you know, the more superficial beliefs, most people know that, you know, when you ask people what they believe, they'll basically tell you this story of theirs. I believe this and this and this and this, you know, fantastic. But those are not your core beliefs. And mm-hmm. you almost never really have access to those without you going within it's a great deal of introspection your mind must go so far within to the areas that you have basically put in a box locked up stored away and don't want to go yeah yeah that's where they are yeah (laughs) because that that is that's your essence Yes. And that goes back, right? Because we don't want to go there. We don't want to look, we don't want to take a flashlight and look into all the scary corners. And that's what drives this insatiable busyness, right? The doing, 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 the anxiety, the can't sit down, can't, you know, can't settle, got to be on the go 24-7. Well, and you see that. that. Yeah, like, especially with anxiety, right? People are constantly saying things like, I don't even know why I'm anxious anymore. When you get to that point where you're saying, I don't even know why I'm anxious anymore, but I'm so anxious and, you know, I can't think. It's literally because you, you, you are refusing to actually sit quietly and feel the feelings. You have to feel the feelings because that's the message. Uh-huh. And when you feel whatever it is you're feeling and stay silent long enough, now you will those thoughts will start to bubble up. Now you'll have access to whatever it is you really are thinking. Mm-hmm. And now you'll have a better understanding of what you feel, what mm-hmm. you're feeling. Mm-hmm. And then, th- then the following step will be, okay, now how do I change those? Yeah. And that is, yeah. that is very much, yeah, I need to understand your beliefs so we can rewire it because every single belief will create a, you know, a thought mm-hmm. circuit and neural circuit in the brain. Right. Yeah. And over time, with repetition, always having these same thoughts, and we have the same thoughts, you know, about 80%, well, 90% of the time. So we are, 90% of our thoughts are repetitive, and 80% of them now, up to 80%, are negative. So that's really, really bad, which is why we're in a chronic state of stress, right? So the idea then is, how do I change the brain circuit for these thoughts that I'm having? How do I break the myelin so that it's no longer efficient? right that requires you to really get comfortable being uncomfortable Mm. you can't escape that there you know people will say oh well you know there has to be a way to to do this without being so uncomfortable no there isn't because you're literally doing something structural in the brain you are changing a structural circuit physical circuit in the brain by definition that's going to be uncomfortable right yeah and so it's okay. Understand that it's for a limited time and it's not going to kill you Yeah. at the end of, you know, on the other side of that bridge is healing. And as you find peace, you find you again, truly. Yeah. But you have to be willing to face that discomfort. There is no escaping it. There isn't, you know, 
people are, and this is why people, you know, are have so many addictions, whether it's food, which is a huge addiction, right? Or, or drinking or other forms of drugs or marijuana, whatever it is now, there's so many, you're distracting yourself, you're trying to numb yourself and distract yourself so that you don't feel the feelings you're having. That's how do you think you're going to heal if you don't actually access the root cause and change it? Yeah, you got to. I love the the phrase. Right? You have to. You have to. You know, people will come in again uh, into the office. Oh, you, you got to fix me. You got to fix me. And yeah. it's like, okay, there's no fixing here. You know, the work, right? You got to do the work, and the work is moving through it, right? You got to work yes. through it, right? You got to yes. dive in. Got to swim yes. through the crap, and you've got to get yes. to the other side, right? Exactly. That is the work. That is yeah. the work. Yeah, well, that, it is, so and difficult. it is work. It is it work, is work, right? Oh, it's so work. I'm not, I'm not, you know, I don't ever try to, you know, lie or, you know, I always tell people, yeah, no, it's not going to be great. Okay. I'm no. not going to lie to you. It's not going to be great. But yeah. the whole point of this is, do you want to feel and experience what you're experiencing right now? And especially if you have a chronic disease, because you're not mm. going to heal that. You're not. It's going to come back in uglier ways. Yeah. Right. And so do you want to continue that way? Or do you actually want to heal? The choice is always up to you because the truth is there is always a choice. Mm-hmm. Nobody can take away choice from us. The choice is always there. It's always yours. Just because you may not like the choices that you have does not mean there isn't a choice. Always a choice. There's always a choice. So you have to choose. Am I willing to deal with what I'm feeling and be like this forever? Or do mm-hmm. I want something better for myself? Yeah. You yeah. want something better, you better have a strong reason why to mm-hmm. keep you intrinsically motivated to keep doing that. Because if you're yeah. looking for motivation from somebody or someplace or something outside of you, you're never, ever going to reach anywhere. Your goals yeah. will always be missed. Right. Intrinsic motivation is key for change. You yeah. need to have a very strong reason why you're doing this. Mm-hmm. You know? People who have cancer, when I deal with them, they're, they have a very strong reason. They're like, I don't want to die. I have way, like, I have so much more I said what I experienced. So their fear essentially of death and their, <laughs> you know, their, their, their stand firm belief that no, I'm not ready to die. I, that's not what I want. Gives them that intrinsic motivation to get uncomfortable and address whatever issues are now coming up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's powerful. But you have to, right? Like, th- there's no way around it. And so people who keep telling me, oh, well, there has to be a way around this. I don't like feeling this way. You're feeling what you're feeling for a reason. That's right. And there's no quick fix, right? Again, back to the, you know, the medicines or the business yes. supplements or the what the new shirt or the new sweater yes. or the new car, right? Well, nothing's going to fix. Nothing is going to fix that. I really, you know, I like, I like conventional medicine for many things. It is absolutely necessary and incredible for acute emergency situations. Any form of emergency, yes, please, by get yourself to a hospital, let's deal with the issue so we keep you alive, all right? Yeah. But for chronic issues, especially things like metabolic syndrome, like the diabetes and the insulin and cardiovascular health and high blood pressure, you know, things like that, it will never, ever, ever fix the problem. Because the problem is not the symptom. The symptom is the message. It is not the issue. It is not the root. The symptom is simply the message. So you need to know what the root is to fix it. Yeah. And yeah. so there are, and especially when it comes to mental health, the psychological field, especially in the psychiatric side, which, I, which I'm focused on is, you know, basically there is a drug for every feeling. If I'm feeling too happy, I'm going to give you a drug. That's called mania, right? I was like, okay, so I'm not supposed to feel too happy. And as I go, if I'm feeling too low, I'm also going to give you a drug. So where do you want me? <laughs> right? There, we've, you know, we've kind of pathologized human emotions. We have. We have. We have. And, and that's not okay. Yeah. Human emotions are a spectrum for a reason. It's called being human. It's a spectrum. Right? Mm-hmm. right? And, and this is what makes us, by definition, human. Mm-hmm. It's to have all these emotions. You will never know what, you know, happiness and joy are if you've never actually truly experienced, you know, any kind of negative emotion 
You, mm-hmm. You'll never know peace if you've never had anger. Just That's like right. you never know what light is if you don't know what the dark is. They coexist. They, they, they coexist. They're the yin yang of life. Absolutely. So we need to find a balance. And the, when you understand your emotions are molecules, they're literally messages of the quality of your thinking, mm-hmm. then why do you think you need a pill for that? Nobody's going to change your thinking. There's no pill that can magically go into your mind and change it. Because these are from your belief systems and there are no pills for belief systems. Which is why... Is, yeah? There's the work, right? There is there the work. work. Yes. There's the work. There's, yes. There's going back to the work. Yeah. You know, and I always tell people, you know, for certain cases, which is less than like 3%, especially of mental health cases, will I say, okay, maybe we should put you maybe on you know, an antipsychotic or something like that, especially mm-hmm. if there's specific forms of schizophrenia. But again, it's for a small period of time while you're doing all the work necessary to rewire the physical brain. Got it. The, the rewiring of the brain happens with intention. It can happen passively. It happens passively every day. We're learning something. Oh, we created a new circuit. It's that simple. We're doing it every single day. But if you want to change something that exists... We need to take an active attention, active attention, active form of changing and reshaping these neural circuits. Mm -hmm. And there are lots of tools, breath work and meditation, which by the way, breath work is a form of meditation. They're not different, right? Just like hypnosis is a form of meditation when done properly, right? They're all the same thing, but these, these do reshape your, your physical brain. And Mm -hmm. then by default, the mind is also being shifted yeah so so if somebody really you know they're listening today and it's really resonating with them and they're thinking yeah i've really you know i really feel like i'm ready to kind of take a deeper dive and do the internal work how might you help or coach somebody kind of get started on that path i mean do they need a coach a guide do they need therapy do they need a journal how would you help somebody navigate that honestly i this is the one thing where I'll say there is no one size fits, right? Mm-hmm. Be, and, and this is a problem because, you know, conventional medicine likes to say, oh, you're depressed, here's an antidepressant. Yeah. I was like, well, okay, they don't work for a reason, mm-hmm. right? We can tell you that the data shows that, you know, it works less than 37% of the time. Mm-hmm. So that's not exactly high or effective. So I tailor my approach depending on what the person is experiencing what physical symptoms you have first of all like do you have chronic diseases and i need to know exactly what you do have because it'll also give me an immediate understanding of where the likelihood of your issues and beliefs are because i've I've been doing this for over 20 years i know this really well so there are certain patterns that you see over time right Mm -hmm. so especially with autoimmune diseases if your immune system is now attacking you Trust me, you are in a state of chronic stress. Your own body doesn't like what you're doing anymore. <laughs> yeah. And there's probably grief, loss, and trauma that has been unresolved. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And I'm going to help. Oh, that's me. I've had a chronic autoimmune. And until I worked through my grief, loss, and trauma, I, I, that was a huge part of my healing process. So I'm living for that's yeah, the truth. Me too. Yeah. Me too. Like when people go on my website, mm-hmm. I do like, I, you know, I've had cancer. I've had a heart attack. I've had a stroke. I've had bleeding ulcers. You know, those are the physical issues. Uh, at one point they even thought I might have lupus. And then, you know, I had basically every mental health issue under the sun and all kinds of medications for everything. Nothing ever healed. If, if anything, it actually things got worse. Wow. So it was really going within Mm-hmm. And starting to face my my the, the traumas that I had and mm-hmm. truly resolving the issues that I had and changing my beliefs about myself and the world. Yes. Because my beliefs for myself is like, oh, my God, I'm not worthy. I'm not smart enough. Oh, my God. Nobody's going to like me. You know, it doesn't matter what I do. It's hopeless. You know, why am I alive? Right. These are all things people think when they're in that destructive cycle. And, yeah. you know, and then when you get cancer, you're like, yeah, good. Okay. Let it take me. I'm done. You know, like I, I feel for people who, my patients who come see me, I do feel for them because I'm like, I've been there. I know what it's like. I know what it's like. Yeah. And I, I know the pain and the sorrow and how your body starts to ache. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but 
at the same time, the, the thing that got me through my big why was honestly my kids. Mm. You know, my, I was like, no, I want to watch my kids grow up and maybe one day have their own kids or, you know, but I want to be there for them. And I also wanted to show them quite frankly, that anything is possible. You know, don't let anybody tell you what you can and cannot be. And do not ever give in to a prognosis because it is never accurate. So, you know, I wanted, you know, to, to show them. And now, you know, I have, you know, I'm in my forties and I have zero health issues, zero across the board, yeah. you know, yeah. and this is almost unheard of in your forties and your forties, yeah. you know, there's blood pressure issues and cholesterol yeah. and, this and that. And I'm like, no, I got, I'm good. Everything's good. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> no. And I've told you, I am in my sixties. Okay. And every year I go to that checkup, I've this, I, it's no to everything, no medicine, no chronic illness, yeah. no, none, 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 yes. none. Come away, and I feel like a champ. It's like yes. wow. And the doctor's always like, "Oh my gosh, what do you do? I can't believe that you've had all this, and now look, there's just nothing." And that's they're shocked. Story. They are shocked, like almost like, "Are you kidding me? How can this be?" Yeah, like, that's exactly it. They they're always shocked, right? And they're like, "That doesn't make any sense. Like, how how is that possible?" It's like, well, because the body has innate healing. The body automatically by design wants to heal yeah. all the time. It is always trying to heal from whatever it is we're doing to ourselves, right? Always without exception. Mm -hmm. So it, it knows what to do. Your job is to get out of its way. That's right. And again, I, I say you got to get in and get deep and you got to heal the wounds, right? You got to yes. work through these wounds. Absolutely. Because that's the thing, like people, you know, we have like there are so many beliefs that are based on myth, not fact. Oh. One of the biggest ones in our field, especially, will be you know genetic inheritance, mm -hmm. disease, right? So a lot of people come say, well, I have you know this mental health issue or this you know heart disease or stroke issue because of you know um, it, it runs in our family. I have the um, it's genetic, it's inherited. I'm like, no, because there's no one gene that controls any of that. There's no one gene even for cancer. It's it's an amalgamation of different genes that are activated for a specific purpose. And genes, you know, after the Human Genome uh, Project in 2003, we actually found out we have 23,688 genes. We all do. It is not the gene that's the issue. Unless you have a genetic disorder, which means you're born as a fetus with it. That's different. But all these other ones, if they started on later in life, it's not a genetic issue. It's an environmental issue. Mm. All right. And it's the environment within you. Mm. When the environment for a cell is the blood. So, and the blood carries all the biochemicals in the body. Yeah. And they change with every thought you have they'll change positive thinking releases uplifting healing mm -hmm. types of biochemicals mm -hmm. negative thinking does the opposite right and yeah. because it's meant to be acute just to get us in face the tiger get out not yeah. on long term over time cortisol adrenaline norepinephrine all of these things actually literally degrade a cell in a petri dish if you leave it for a couple of days it's fine because it's like okay this is just acute we're you know over time, though, give it a couple of weeks, the cell literally breaks apart. Yeah. Yeah. And this yeah. is what you're doing when you're constantly in a negative state. Like, constantly comes back to this chronic stress conversation. Exactly. So, yeah. it's not the gene. It's actually the epigene that we care about. And epigenetics is the newest field. And it tells us, basically, that each of these genes can produce well over 3,000 protein expressions. That's what makes your tissues and organs. So one gene can do that much. So how does it know which one to pick? It's the biochemicals, your blood, your internal makeup, that's telling these genes what to express. Wow. So amazing. it's very important to kind of yeah. control your mind. Control right, your balance. Mind. At the very least, yeah. don't let it control you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, going back to that triangle, right? Going back yeah, to that. Don't let it control you. Yeah. If you yeah. see you're having that discussion, and you know the pictures in your head mm -hmm. and the words you're using are not helpful for you, 
Yeah. Yeah. Then go up a step and watch those two and be like, yeah, no, I don't like that. Let's change those pictures. Right. And let's change the narrative. Yes. Yes. And that requires repetition. The only way to change habits, whether it's thoughts, whatever it is, is repetition, 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 repetition. And it's not 21 days. A lot of people think it's 21 days. Mm -hmm. That's actually not true. It's usually Mm -hmm. about three months. Okay. Three months Mm -hmm. for the brain to really hold on to it. And sometimes even six months for the habit to really stick at a subconscious level. If you're, you know, in your sixties and you've been doing the same thing for 60 years, you're going to need a little bit longer of time to change that subconscious piece because and how you know it's changed is if you're pushing a corner, are you going to mm-hmm. act the same way? Is it that reaction? That reaction yeah. tells you the subconscious piece. Has it yes. changed? Right? Yeah. So I can sit there with every single person I see. I have a very long questionnaire, like a very long intake. And I ask all kinds of questions that help me understand them a little bit better, understand what's happening within their brain specifically, because I do look at the brain. I do a lot of EEG readings. And then I will also take a look now at, you know, just their overall state, what they believe, what they're thinking. We have a first meeting is usually two, three hours long. I don't, you know, like most doctors do. It's like, I will take a few hours, especially that few session, because I really want to get in and understand you, the whole you, your environment, your makeup, your family, you know, your life, your friends, your history, your medical side, everything, because they're all connected. And this is the problem with a lot of the fields we're in today. Yes, we have a lot of specialists, but the body acts as one system, one system, and it's an open system, meaning they all interact. You can't target one area without damaging something else or causing an effect somewhere else. Right, right. Systems theory, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Right. And so for me, it's, it really is. I want to get to know exactly what's going on with you. There will always be some breath work. That humming breath, everybody can do. Start with that. Start with that just so Love we can it. get you grounded, right? Let's just get you. Let's, let's reduce the inflammation in your body. <laughs> yeah, right? And you can do that now. You can stop that now. Yes, right? now. Exactly. Yeah. Do it at any point in time. You feel like, oh, I'm heading into something negative. Yeah. Just immediately do it. Recalibrate yourself. Right. What, one more tip. What else? So go humming breath. What else? So the humming breath is, you know, important. There are different types of breath work depending on the issues. Uh, and then we go into different forms of meditation, right? Of, mm-hmm. And meditation is changing the brainwave frequency. That is the scientific explanation. You're changing the brainwave frequency from this high beta chronic stress. I want to get you into more of a theta, which many people can't do. Uh, it takes practice, but you at least get into alpha. So we kind of get into the cusp between the conscious and subconscious. And in that state, now all these little thoughts and things that you've been suppressing will start to bubble up. And now mm-hmm. we can, after your meditation, after it's through, you're going to start to journal. I want you to journal every day. Write what you're mm-hmm. thinking. Write what you're feeling. Write where you're feeling mm-hmm. in your body, right? Where, which part of your body do you feel at it? Because you trust me, there are specific areas for all of these feelings, yeah. right? Yes. And then I want you to also, for every negative thing you, you put down, find three things that are positive. Because that also helps the mind and the brain shift physically, yeah. changing that neural circuit, right, in the brain, mm-hmm. by forcing mm-hmm. it to find positives, fo- focus there. Yeah. But it also yeah. changes the mind's perspective. To see yes. that oh, there is a different side. Right. Yes. I love that. Right. Right. Okay. So that is, you know, these are very key things. And then I always tell people, your food, your nutrition is critical. Okay. Because yes, mm. what you eat 100% affects how you feel. All right. Mm. We, we have a gut-brain connection that is extremely strong. And the microbiome, you know, is critical for healthy mental states. So if you're eating junk food all the time or processed foods, or you're heavy on the the breads and pastas and, you know, the the very simple carbohydrates that are basically nothing more than sugar, you are going to cause yourself some anxiety and eventually some even depression, 
right? It also mm-hmm. is linked to every chronic disease. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So it's important to focus on fruits and vegetables. All of them are fine, you know, without exception, all of them are good for you, but just make sure they're fresh as much as possible. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. And, and then again, you know, you want to, if you're eating meat, that's great. Just make sure wild, wild, you know, fresh meat, Mm -hmm. not, you know, make sure it's hormone free, you know, grass fed, Mm -hmm. because if you eat something that's been filled with antibiotics and hormones, that is also now in your system. It's no different than you taking it yourself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what you eat matters. Focus on legumes, nuts and seeds. And I always tell people, try to remove the simple carbohydrates from your diet. Okay, because they're mm-hmm. not necessary. The truth is yeah. the brain actually likes ketones more than it likes glucose, right? It's, that is actually the truth. We run better on ketones because we're designed that way from an evolutionary perspective because we didn't eat nearly as much as we do now. It's, and um, you, shouldn't, you shouldn't be eating three meals, big meals a day plus snacks. That is way too much for our body. Way too much. You really need to have some fasting in place. You really do. Mm-hmm. Minimize mm-hmm. what you're eating and mm-hmm. make sure that it's healthy. Because you become what you eat, literally. You're taking vitamins. If you're taking vitamins and minerals, understand that most of this will be found in your food. That's where we should be getting it from. Yeah. yeah. Right? And so please eat well so that your cells have the very foundations they need mm-hmm. to recreate themselves and help you heal your physical body. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It is, it's really, really critical. These are very simple things, but people just don't do it. Um, yeah. And it's just some, you know, five, yeah, simple, but not easy, right? Five, simple, simple but, but not easy. easy. Yeah. Right. I mean, if all just kind of do some of those five things, you know, yeah. we would all be, we'd all be moving the needle a little bit, right? We'd all be well, shifting yeah. the needle. Well, and, and yeah. here's the thing, like, you know, follow kind of the R's. I think there are four R's that I usually tell people. Raw, Jerome, mm. <laughs> right? If it doesn't rot, do not eat it. Like that is a okay. good sign not to eat it. <laughs> okay. Okay. It's laden with chemicals. And the fourth one would be if you don't recognize what's on the label, if it's all a bunch of chemicals, do not eat it. If you follow okay. the four R's, you're generally going to be okay. So tell, say, I'm going to pause here a minute. Give me, um, give me the four R's again. The four sure. R's. Tell me, so, give me that again. Raw, raw, Rome, uh, rot, rot. Recognize, recognize. Okay, so raw, Rome. Right. If it's raw, if it's roaming, like moving around, yeah. if it will rot, and if you if you can or can't recognize what's on the yes. list. Because you want to avoid chemicals as much as possible. (laughs) Got it. I love that. Right. So those big, long, long phrases you see on the labels, that would be like, no, thank you. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And try to, as much as possible, get organic versus synthetic forms, even in your vitamins and minerals. That's actually quite imperative because the body, Mm. the cells do recognize artificial from organic. Mm-hmm. They do recognize and they act totally differently, which is why we have side effects from drugs as well, like um, pharmaceuticals. Got it. Got it. Because the body Dr. does. E. Yeah. Dr. E, this has been an amazing conversation. I mean, wow. I just, and I just, like I talked, like we talked in our pre conversation, I wish I could just take your head and download <laughs> all the knowledge that you have because it's. A, so much resonates, and B, you're, you're just full of, of, of wisdom and sound advice. So thank you so much. Oh, Is pleasure. there anything else you would like to kind of share before we – anything else that kind of on your heart or mind that you'd like to add today before we wrap up? Honestly, I just want people to understand there are no pills and no supplements that are going to make you well. You have to go within and get uncomfortable dealing with the things you do not want to face. That is the only way to really heal, whether it's a mental health issue or a chronic disease. 
all chronic diseases have a mental health issue because they are based on what we call psychosomatic issues. You literally are inducing chronic diseases if you don't take care of your mindset, you know, and it does not have to be difficult. I will always be there for anybody who wants to actually heal. I will walk with you. I will text you all the time. I will be there. I'm not going to leave people hanging because I know what it's like to actually be there. I know what it's like. And to be told, oh, yeah. you're crazy or it's all in your head. Yeah, it's all in my head. But it, because it's all in my head, it's also all in my body. So don't let, you know, conventional doctors tell you that it's just, it's not real. It's just in your head. Because as soon as it's in your head, it is in your body. Yeah, that's powerful. 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 Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I'm going to have you on speed dial from now on. <laughs> oh, that's perfect. I'm happy to help anybody. Always. You know, I am. And, you know, as I kind of come across patients and see people in my practice, I've got a lot of people that are really struggling with a lot of things. So you're going to be on my referral list, my trusted referral list. So thank you. Um, as we wrap up today, I always ask some of the people, somebody that last that last question if you had one piece of sage advice and i think you probably said so much um about living intentionally you know what would that be but one piece of sage advice about really showing up and living intentionally what would that be well i'd say remember you are not your thoughts or your your imagination you are the observer and the one that controls that don't let your mind control you ever Control it because it's yours. You can't heal if you're not willing to get uncomfortable. Whether it's a chronic disease or a mental health issue, you can't heal without getting uncomfortable and facing yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Wise words. Wise words. Thank you. Thank you. So where can people find you? People do have questions. They want to reach out. Reach out. They want to connect. Where can people find you? Well, my website is elsawegd.com. Um, so, and then in there, there's an email, which is drelsawegd at gmail.com. Just send me a note. Let me know what's going on. And I will be happy to help anybody who, who really is ready for this. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. So a very powerful conversation. Thank you. I really just, just thank you for the bottom of my heart. I think this is going to help a lot of people. I, I certainly hope so. Anything I can do to help, that's really my mission in life. Yeah, fantastic. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks so much for listening. I truly appreciate you and your time. I love to hear from listeners. So connect with me at katechampionauthor.com. Remember to grab your free hiking guide and please take a quick moment to rate, review, and subscribe to the show. Thanks so much. Take care. Until next time. Hey, me again. Just a reminder, this podcast should not be considered professional advice. It's also not a substitute for mental, physical, or any other healthcare-related treatments. For any questions about your condition and or concerns, please contact a fully licensed healthcare professional. Thank you.